Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Pig Health Today, and with me is Dr. Doug McDougall. He is a swine veterinarian with Southwest Ontario Veterinary Services in Ontario. Thanks for joining us, Doug. Thanks for inviting me. Now, you have gone where, where, where most vets have, have not gone before. You've, you've been involved with no antibiotics ever production, and, and I want to hear about the details of it, but first, tell me about the client you are working with, Sunterra Farms. Yes, yeah, Sunterra Farms is a second-generation uh, family ag business based out of Alberta, uh, Canada. And I've worked with them for 35 years now, so know the, know the company very well. Uh, and they've got uh, a range of different ag interests, ranging from land, livestock, processing plant, uh, right through to uh, grocery stores and, and restaurants. Um, with, but on the, on the swine side, they've got sow herd production in Alberta, Western Canada, Ontario in Eastern Canada, and have uh, finished that production for many years, uh, originally in Northwest Iowa, and now have shifted over the last four years to uh, most facilities are now in South Dakota. Before we get into the details about their no antibiotics ever uh, production and, and your role in that, what was their motive for wanting to do that in the first place? Well, the, the motive was an opportunity for a market uh, and a market that uh, you know, we thought, based on the health and how we manage the system historically, mm -hmm. that we could uh, be successful in. However, we, we, we make a clear point that you know, all our pigs are antibiotic free. Uh, they're just not, uh, some of them are treated in their lifetime with antibiotics, mm -hmm. but uh, pigs have no antibiotic residues. Uh, and so we are entering into a market of no antibiotic ever because of, of economics, but recognizing that the rest of our pigs don't have any antibiotics in them at market. Mm -hmm. we, we went into this though with a clear position that uh, it would never be at the expense of animal care or animal welfare. Animal care trumps economics always. And we went into it clearly with, can we, can we learn uh, through this process uh, on not using antibiotics ever, but on overall reduction of our antimicrobial use, learn more about health management, and be able to deliver with this shift uh, better production at a lower cost uh, with better animal care and still fit into a, a component of the production uh, into that market. So they're a big operation. They didn't decide to do this across the board, did they? Sunterra's uh, currently uh, has 17,000 sows uh, production and so 9,000 of that uh, was used initially for um, entering into the no antibiotic uh, ever program. Now, you gave a presentation at the American Association of Swine Veterinarians meeting, and I'll read part of the title. You talk about challenges, results, lessons learned, and still lots of questions. Let's talk about the challenges and the lessons learned. Right. Well, the challenges um, are that when people, uh, you know, people initially look at a raise without antibiotic program, the initial direction is that no pig gets treated. And that was our initial challenge. Uh, everyone through the company and the people that are doing the day-to-day -day work um, view that even though we thought we were quite clear that it still required great animal care and individual pig treatment and or population treatment if indicated. Uh, so that, that, was a, that ended up being a culture change where think about 
individual animal care and treat the pig uh, appropriately and handled appropriately to achieve great animal care. That was the initial challenge. Um, you know, we have many other challenges um, that have involved the fine-tuning of management processes, uh, whether it's colostrum management, colostrum intake, to subtle differences in weaning ages, to receiving protocols, all of which are real for all production, but they, they, they make it very real and very focused when, we're, when we are really trying to um, improve productivity, improve health with reduced antimicrobial use. So we've learned a lot through this process. So going in, I mean, as a veterinarian, I'm sure you had lots of health concerns. What were your biggest fears? Well, uh, you know, by far the biggest is maintain uh, and improve biosecurity because if there is a major new introduction of a primary pathogen like PERS or mycoplasma or PD virus, then all bets are off for a period of time because yeah. you know, there's, there's, uh, there's simply sick animals. Um, our ongoing focus, though, is on uh, identifying the primary bacterial pathogens that drive individual and, in some cases, population treatment, mm -hmm. and how we can understand those better, identify which ones are truly pathogenic, and really what the control measures are uh, for reducing the uh, impact on pig health and reduce the need for antimicrobial use. Were there any surprises along the way? It's hard work. That's not really a surprise, I'm just reinforced mm -hmm. for your viewers. Yeah. Uh, you know, tr truly trying to reduce antimicrobial use, um, fine-tune management, uh, and maintain the same or higher production parameters and pig care and survivability is very hard work. But I think a lot of people would say, well, people have been using antibiotics as a band-aid to cover up for bad management, so it's high time you guys started focusing more on management. Um, would you uh, agree with that? Do antibiotics still ha have a big future in this industry? Absolutely, absolutely. The reality is that uh, you know, we do have you know, we do have disease challenges. Uh, we, have, we don't have enough information on how to prevent some of the primary viruses or disease challenges that are introduced into new herds. And, and those drive antimicrobial use really because we need to effectively uh, respond to pig health and, and pig welfare. Uh, so we, we, we do and will need to uh, uh, use antibiotics in, in the future. Um, what, we're, what we're learning through this is, I think, steps that can help us for a longer-term basis. Are there uh, alternatives for antimicrobial use? Some of my other speakers in this morning's session are talking and doing research on exactly that, and that's essential work. Uh, we, we know we need much better research on bacterial pathogens that drive this, and that's one thing that we are learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we need better solutions on vaccines, management uh, procedures that can reduce bacterial challenges in our populations. Uh, bacterial challenges are, are, are the reason why we need to continue to, uh, to use antibiotics. Now, um, you talked about biosecurity. Uh, that's got to be a big part of really any health program, but becomes paramount when you're uh, taking away the antibiotics. Uh, I imagine vaccines also played a, a bigger role in these herds. Well, biosecurity for sure. Uh, and 
knock on wood, Sentara Farms with the position of our South Farms in Canada and the biosecurity procedures we've had in place. Uh, haven't, haven't had a PERS break in over 20 years. You know, the focus on biosecurity is essential for maintaining health stability of the herd. But what are some of the other um, tools that you have to use in uh, an antibiotic-free herd? When we first started uh, this, we thought we were in a good position to, uh, to really put a framework around our reduced antimicrobial use because we were already not using you know, any population antimicrobials mm -hmm. anyway, so nursery or finisher. So primary focus on individual animal treatment. Mm -hmm. uh, so we already had a, f a good background on what immunity we needed. So there were actually no vaccine changes when we went into this. We've added um, you know, small changes in the sow herd, but today with, again, the bacterial challenges, especially around Haemophilus parasuus and Strepsuus, um, we are uh, gathering information, better <coughs> diagnostics, repeatability, measuring the, the, uh, s measuring the strains that look like they are involved in this, and uh, working with some of our vaccine companies on how we can devise an effective applied research trial to really know whether uh, we are able to effect a, a beneficial change with the use of vaccines. What about the pig's environment? Any changes like for in stocking rates, for example? No, no. We, uh, you know, we're uh, with historical work that we'd done uh, in Sentara uh, starting 15 years ago, we had collected an extensive database um, on disease challenges, barn types, pen sizes, feeder types, mm -hmm. uh, biosecurity parameters, uh, and, uh, and uh, K-State was instrumental in doing the analysis on those. <coughs> so we've, we've been uh, designing and building barns uh, through this entire expansion into South Dakota with our very specific barn design that we think enhances health management. Mm -hmm. I know from interviewing people in the poultry industry where there's a lot of antibiotic-free production going on. Um, the birds that start on being antibiotic-free don't always finish antibiotic-free. What sort of percentage of the ones that started on antibiotic-free finish that way? It really varies depending on the specific challenges that we have. Um, and I think it's important for the industry to think of this as responsible antibiotic use, not no antibiotic use. Uh, we want to have the appropriate amount of antibiotics to treat pigs effectively, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of what the percentage is for that particular group. Uh, I've already said it, animal care trumps uh, economics. Looking at the results of this though, um, what, what sort of changes, if any, did you see in things like feed conversion and, and daily gain? We've seen uh, no change in nursery fee conversion. Uh, the, same, um, the same or slightly better fee conversion uh, in the finisher. Lower average daily gains initially because our position is that we need to be able to um, really deliver the same or better production parameters which includes survivability as with conventional. So looking ahead, are you going to be, um, will, will Sunterra be expanding the uh, percentage of herds that would be no antibiotics ever? Or are they content with keeping it at uh, a 9,000 sow base? No, I expect that uh, there'll be uh, some additional production um, put on, on this carefully. Mm -hmm. But 
uh, we're applying the, the responsible antibiotic use throughout their entire system. Mm -hmm. and, and when you're talking about the individual pig care and only treating the animals that need to be treated, not doing population medicine, which I'm assuming you're meaning no, no feed medications, Correct. right? So um, it, it, does, is there extra training that is involved with that? Because, you know, as these people are walking the pens, it's really important now for them to, to spot those, those pigs that might be lagging behind a little bit. Absolutely. The, pe the people that do the work every day have to, have to be very effectively trained and, and, and motivated and engaged in, in the animal care aspect of their work. It's critical. So, uh, in summary, based on, on your experience, and I know that you need to get even more experience with this, um, what recommendations do you have to your fellow veterinarians who are maybe getting some pressures from some of their customers to, to use fewer and fewer antibiotics? Uh, well, the, uh, the book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, was, was uh, on my second slide, mm -hmm. and I stroked out, don't. <laughs> and left it with sweat the small stuff. <laughs> and that's exactly what we need to do to be uh, truly successful in reducing antimicrobial use in our industry and, and being able to speak uh, to our responsible antimicrobial uh, plan and policy industry-wide. Excellent. Well, lots of luck. It's an ambitious project, and I'm sure uh, the industry can learn a lot from your experiences. Thanks for your attention. You bet. We've been talking to Doug McDougall. He is a veterinarian at Southwest Ontario Veterinary Services in Ontario. Thanks again, Doug. Hey, thank you.